fire is strong. I remain on. I remain Through on. Through the fire of stone, I remain on. Uh, trial by fire. Trial by fire. Just a trial by fire. Just a trial Through the fire of storm, I remain on. Welcome, one and all, to the Armchair Bookers Podcast. Pause for applause. I am your host, Joshua Joslin, and in this episode, I will be giving my predictions as to what will happen. Tonight, during WWE's premium live event, Fastlane. Uh, By tonight, I mean Saturday, October 7th. This is going to be episode one of two. This one, my predictions episode. Next episode will be my reactions to the results. And a couple other things which I'll talk about at the end. Um, I'm excited for this event. I'm really, really excited for this event. I think that uh, for a... um, you know, B show, even, you know, maybe a C show in terms of the time of year and, and you know, what we have coming up and stuff. This is a huge card. Um, they really stacked it with big names. John Cena is here. Um, you know, John Cena doesn't just show up. I know he's, I shouldn't just say, I mean, he shows up for, for big things and he elevates things like a C show into a B and more so an A show, and I, I'd put this up there with card wise into the A show realm. Hopefully, it will not disappoint, but you know, uh, we shall see. So let's get into it. Um, this uh, the order I'm going in is not. I have no idea what the match card order is going to be tonight. Um, I'm kind of going. Uh, the last two matches I'll talk about. I, I have to talk about back to back. So. With that being said, I'm going to start with the Latino World Order, LWO. They're going to need a mystery partner. Who's that going to be? I have some ideas. Versus the Suit Profits. I love that. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford. New personalities, new attitudes, new approach to wrestling. Uh, the formerly known as the Street Profits. Uh, they have evolved a bit. Um, I love this match for uh, for a few reasons. I love Santos Escobar. I think he's getting some shine. I hope they keep him face. I hope they build him up as, um, you know, uh, not the heir apparent to Rey Mysterio. I think that that's never, there's nobody that's going to be able to fill those shoes. Um, but as somebody that's going to be able to represent, um, you know, a culture of wrestling that, WWE doesn't do well with with representing. Um, Rey Mysterio is in a class of his own because he transcended WWE before he even got to WWE. He immediately has that effect on 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 kids and 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 grownups. Uh, he goes out and you just can't help but become a fan of his. Um, so I would love Santos Escobar to stay uh, stay a good guy. I say that because it's a stable. I say that because Rey Mysterio will never be able to turn heel. All the signs would point to Santos Escobar, who is a great heel. I just don't want to see it. I hope they say uh, they keep him face. Anyway, he is amazingly smooth in the ring. Um, his action spots are, are big. He has uh, you know more size than Rey Mysterio, which isn't hard because you know Mysterio is a, a bit of a smaller fella. Not to take anything away from him, he's one of the greatest of all time. But um, Escobar has that ability, I think, to be able to sell himself against the um, the the bigger opponents. So hopefully his size doesn't hold him back from his potential, which is, which is immense. He really is pretty awesome. I love him. Uh, I love the Street Profits. 
I love their new heel, newfound heel ad, heel like attitude. I don't even want to put like in there. They are heels. They've embraced it. I dig it. Um, ditching the cups, ditching the old theme. These are important aspects that I think um, get lost in character development and when a character shifts personalities, turns, as we say in in the business, uh, from babyface to heel or vice versa. Um, it, it took a long time, and I, and I use this. I use this upcoming reference to sell the fact that, you know, in, in for the fans to really embrace a character change and evolution in that character, we have to know that they're fully committed. And by that, I mean this example coming up: Roman Reigns when he separated from the Shield. How long did he use the Shield music? How long did he keep the same ring gear? These were parts for me. These the, those two. Things kept me from really being able to embrace Roman Reigns when they were shoving him down our throats. What kept me fully from from fully embracing that legitimately is uh, is the lack of change in how they presented Roman. So uh, doing that for the Street Profits will pay off because they both of them are superstars. Angelo Dawkins has elevated himself. Um, he looks lean and mean. It's tough to, to stand out next to somebody like, uh, like Montez Ford, whose energy is off the charts. But these guys are just spectacular. Bobby Lashley, I can't say enough about. Um, anyway, uh, I love the mystery partner. Rumors in the sheets uh, are running, uh, running rampant. I do have my guess. Uh, I don't know if I want to share. I mean, this is my predictions episode, right? I got to share what I predict is going to happen. Carlito. Carlito is going to show up. Carlito is going to be the mystery partner, meaning Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and Carlito will be facing the street, the suit prophets. Uh, like I said, Angela Dawkins, Montez Ford, and Bobby Lashley. That's who I think is going to surprise, uh, be the surprise guest. Uh, guest. Surprise uh, partner. Guest. That's terrible. Um, even with a uh, nostalgic turn, even with um, the, the vets giving some shine to the, to the youngsters. Um, I still, it, it makes sense for, in terms of development of story, that the, the suit profits, um, I think that they go over. I think that they have to. I think that they're newly, they're, they're newly developing and showing this, this character evolution. So they need to go over to, to show that they mean business, hurt business. Version two, maybe even. Um, they need to establish dominance. I don't think that this is going to be some sort of squash match. I think this has potential to steal the show if given the uh, appropriate amount of time. Um, and I think it will get that. It's not a, a match-heavy card. Um, so hopefully there's going to be a lot of great storytelling in the ring. And that is what this match has the cap- capability of doing. Selling a story with high, big spots. I think it's going to be mayhem. I think there's going to be it's going to be chaotic at moments where you're just going to see move and move and move and move. The dynamic in, in size difference is going to be so much fun to watch. Bobby Lashley is a monstrous human being. He's in the ring with smaller opponents all the time. But, you know, with Escobar and Mysterio specifically, you're going to see a great blend of styles and it's going to flow because you're talking about seriously great wrestlers in this match. Can't wait to see it. Um, the, the, uh, I'm not going to keep calling the suit profits. Lashley, Ford, and uh, Dawkins go over. 
Um, the next match I'm going to talk about, the World Heavyweight Championship last man standing match. Seth Rollins is the champ. He's going up against Shinsuke Nakamura, a rematch. They, uh, they fought at the last premium live event. Um, I'm excited for this match. I love the build, although it feels like a bit backwards. I'm going to fix that. No, I don't love the build. I don't love the build. I, 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 I think it's a bit backwards. Um, Seth chasing the guy that he already defeated. He, you know, he's the champ chasing the guy that he beat clean. I think that it's it's a tough thing to get behind as a fan, at least me. Um, I love these two going up against each other. It's just, I think that it, it's, it feels a little bit awkward for me. Um, I'm absolutely uh, a fan of the new vicious version of Nakamura. I wish they would have changed it up from him appearing on the Titan Tron and then, uh, you know, sideswiping or attacking uh, Rollins in the ring. They did that several times, and I think that's a little bit of a cheap way of doing doing it. I love the way that they they um, they ended Raw, not ended Raw, but their last interaction, how that ended, you know, with Rollins left lying. That's cool, but they did that several times, so that took it away a little bit from me. Um, I love Nakamura. I always have since NXT all the way through. I was hoping he was going to win the belt way back at, at Mania after he won the Rumble. That did not happen. He has not gotten his chance with the belt. Um, I wish they would pull the trigger. I think if they were going to, it would have been the, the, their first matchup, so the, the, you know, the last time that they faced each other. Um, I just don't see that happening. I think, I think Seth goes over, and I think that for a few reasons. Um, one, they are building Rollins up as like the ultimate fighter willing to defend and fight no matter how badly he is hurt. He's fighting for his family. It's how they established the belt being important. I, and I love that for the belt. Um, but similar to like Super Cena, I see this becoming Rollins as, you know, refuse to lose Rollins. Copyright it. Uh, two. We're getting too close to the big shows, and Rollins um, brings the more eyes uh, than Nakamura. Not a knock against Nakamura. It's just Rollins has been established in that role for so long across his career that as this belt continues to, to get prestige and as we lead into the bigger events, it just makes more sense um, for, uh, for Rollins to keep it. You know, we have the Saudi Arabia event coming up, and it's always, um, you know, something. It's going to sound so rude to Nakamura, but some sort of special event type of um, opponent. So I just don't see it happening for him. Um, you know, uh, with the world, we're in October, so we only have November, December, and then we're into Royal Rumble season. De- December leading in is Royal Rumble season season, which then transitions to Royal the Road to WrestleMania. Um, it's too late for a transitional champion. So, and, and that would be what Nakamura, um, that would be his role, you know, transition into the next person, the next face ready to take the belt. And they're not really building anybody up in, in that regard, in my opinion. So that's reason two why Rollins will keep the belt. Number three, reason number three, final reason, faces never lose last man standing matches. It just doesn't happen. It's too hard of a story to sell because faces aren't supposed to stay down. They're not supposed to give up, right? They're, they're, they do everything they can to overcome the bad guy, the villain, the heel. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense, and it certainly doesn't make sense for, for the character that Rollins has become. 
he's a man of the fans. You know, he won't stop because they drive him. Um, unless they have Nakamura go straight up evil, you know, Becky Lynch being laid out somewhere, you know, his kids being mentioned or, or Nakamura moving towards them. Um, that well, I think he only has one kid. Uh, some sort of massive move, like the let the the, like the set landing on him or, or something wild. It, I just don't see anything happening that could that could keep Rollins from retaining. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, EO Sky, the women's uh, championship match uh, for the Raw women's championship. Uh, EO Sky, I'm sorry, no, 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 sorry, excuse me. The SmackDown women's championship match. EO Sky is the champion. She'll be going up against Charlotte Flair and Asuka, triple threat. Um, lots of players in the match, uh, lots of players outside of the match. Um, I think that's a detrimental to this story. Uh, we have three of the best in the business going at it. In the ring, storytelling-wise, it's going to be awesome. You know, you will not be disappointed from having these three ladies in the ring doing what they can do. But the problem is we have Bailey hovering around the outside with um, Dakota Kai. Uh, we have discord between Bailey and Io, who's the champ. Makes me fearful for a title change, to be honest, because I see the winner, if that's going to be the case, you know, Bailey interfering... And, and screwing up EO inadvertently, on purposely, doesn't matter. Um, the winner of, it, of that, if that occurs, the winner absolutely 100% will be Charlotte. Um, and that's why I'm fearful. Um, Charlotte is a 5,000-time champion. Um, they are rushing her, taking over. I mean, they've already started to recognize how many reigns she has. I think it's like 15. Her dad has had 60, 16 over like 60 years worth of wrestling. Um, several times she's been the transitional champ, you know, having the belt for 30 days. Don't do this because I don't think that, I mean, she makes sense leading into the big events, right? Like if that's what we're talking, this could be the big shift in this story. Um, to be honest, they have some outs. Oh, Charlotte's going to win this match. Um, look, I, I'm not overly excited because I think that um, this should have only been Io and Asuka. I think Charlotte consistently is shoved in. I get it. She's the moneymaker. But she, is, she feels really squeezed into this triple threat. And it feels like it's already been done. I'm sorry. Actually, Asuka feels squeezed in, um, which makes... No, it was Charlotte getting squeezed in. See, that's where I'm all confused. All that matters is Io's the champ, and she's the one I want to remain the champ. I just don't see it happening because of all the things that are already kind of being plant have been planted in our heads with ba- her and Bailey, with Oscar booting Charlotte last night, or vice versa during uh, SmackDown. There's just a lot of chaos, and as you can tell, I don't even know in my own mind how to really straighten it all out. So that makes me a little bit worried. Um, I think this is a forced triple threat. We we saw it just a bit ago with Bianca instead of Io. So it's like, you know, while it is great wrestling and while we're, you know, they're doing right in terms of giving the, the women some time to show their abilities, come up with something different than a triple threat. Sell the story in a different way. Io and Asuka is a dream match. So, you know, I do see this going away that is going to disappoint me. And that's Charlotte winning. Um, and I think it's because Bailey interferes and costs EO uh, a chance to win. So, 
for the umpteenth time, Charlotte will be leaving with the belt. Going to put something out there real quick. I'm going to say it again a little bit later, but right now I'm going to introduce Jade Cargill sighting in Indianapolis, which is the site of tonight's event, Fastlane. Hmm. Put that in there a little bit. Get you thinking. As we lead into the two marquee matches of this event, um, I'm covering these back-to-back because they're so intertwined. I'm going to say that again probably somewhere later because I did put it in my notes. But I'm bringing that out early. These matches are one, you know, are just too connected for me not to talk back-to-back without end up because I'll end up repeating myself in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm going to start with uh, the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. The Judgment Day, um, in this regard, it's uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. They are the champions going to go up against the uh, newly formed, kind of out of nowhere, team of Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Both men, Cody and Jay, are set for, um, I mean, Cody has already been, is in and has been set up for an amazing singles push and run. This is starting to set up some stuff for Jay Uso. I hear they have big plans. I'm very, very excited to see what they are. Now, going back real quick, Nakamura takes the belt from Seth. Now we're talking some ideas because if that were to occur, hey, Jay, main event Jay has an opening to go after the belt. That is what I would love to see. But right now we're going to focus on um, his opportunity to go after the tag team belts with somebody not his brother Jimmy. Cody te- teaming with Jay, like I said, feels a little bit of a way that, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's random. It's very random, and, and, and it feels like, a bit like, it's a way to keep them involved as they, as they wait and develop their next singles feuds, because they're going to have to be nice feuds. But I don't think that after this match, they move on to singles feuds. I'm going to put a pin in that. Because, like I said, there's a lot to cover between this match and the next match. And it's all going to tie together uh, in terms of what I think is next for Cody and, and Jay. Um, I, I don't mind that they're together. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love both of them. And I want them involved in, in matches that are, that are going to be big. And, of course, they're going to be big because they're in them. So there's no, like, I don't think that you can really put them. If they're on TV and they're doing things. You will continue to get the great reactions because both of these, both Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso are just doing great work and the fans love them. Um, that's not to take anything away from Judgment Day. They are on top of the mountain. I think they've surpassed Bloodline at the moment, not for the greatest story that they've told over the past few years, but in terms of the, the big push and the, the more eyes are drifting over the Judgment Day. And again, I think that that's warranted. They're doing great work. Um, I love Judgment Day. I love them. Uh, I hope that they're done the teasing of, of breaking them up, at least for a little while. Um, I do see this match as uh, a time where they're going to tease more. Um, this is going to give the, the, you know, the opportunity for, Jay, I mean, uh, for Finn and Damien to kick each other inadvertently or to cause each other inadvertently. They've gone back and forth with that. You know, the dissension is, it has been teased between multiple you know, versions in, of, you know, against multiple people within the faction. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. I really, really don't. I hope that doesn't happen. And that leads me into the overbookedness uh, that we might see for this match. Overbookedness. That is way not a word. This has the opportunity to be overbooked. 
um, you already have four great names, but with the Judgment Day, you also have uh, Rhea Ripley hanging about, Dominic Mysterio Jr. hanging about, J.D. McDonough hanging about, um, honorary member, tag-along member, just some guy that uh, follows them around like a little puppy dog. I don't know. But he's there's three people hanging out waiting to, to help um, Finn and Damian win. And I do think that that's what's going to happen. It makes more sense for them to hold the belts. Cody and Jay holding the belts, I think, would be a detriment to the belts and to them because how do you take them off without them feuding or at least them losing some shine by losing the belts? It makes more sense for this to be the opportunity for Judgment Day to use the number advantage, numbers advantage to give an out as to why Cody and Jay won't win. Plus... You know, besides the members of Judgment Day hanging around, stacking the, stacking the deck against Cody and Jay, you also have the rest of the bloodline. You have Solo on the card. You have Jimmy on the card. You have Paul Heyman there. Um, so you're really talking six people that could get involved and cause Cody and Jay. So there's a lot of opportunity. While possibly overbooked, there's opportunity to give um, an out to Cody and Jay, and they will find a way to do that um, with uh, Judgment Day winning and staying champs. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where do they play into this? Could they show up? Could they play a factor? Could they help even things out to keep you, you know, on the edge of your, edge of your seat that Cody and Jay just might do it? Um, I don't know. You know, there's unfinished, uh, business with the bloodline across, across the board. Uh, everybody has a problem with the bloodline. Everybody has a problem with judgment day and everybody wants to beat up Cody and Jay because they're the next big things. So this could lead to a lot of mayhem uh outside of the ring before after there's a lot that could happen um and this is where i'm going to say it again i said it earlier i'm saying it now jade cargill sighting in indianapolis Rhea ripley is going to come out and get uh you know get involved interesting way to introduce um the next super duper star and she is going to be jade cargill um all right, so on to what I assume is going to be the main event. I assume it because J- John Cena is involved. He is teaming up with L.A. Knight, yeah, um, who is over, 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 including in merchandise, overselling the big dogs, John Cena, Roman Reigns. L.A. Knight, uh, during house shows, has just surpassed, not just, I guess sometimes this week, as the biggest seller for merch. Good for him. Lots of money coming his way. I love it. He's earned it. Kevin Nash, sorry, dude. You're wrong. Um, anyway, John Cena, LA Knight, tagging up against members of the Bloodline, Solo Sokoa, and Jimmy Uso with Paul Heyman. Now, on SmackDown, Paul Heyman authorized, through Roman, Roman Reigns via Paul Heyman, authorized a tag-up, a team-up, a coalition with Judgment Day. So that's why I mention again that these these matches are, go hand in hand because Judgment Day, I mean sorry, the Bloodline is integrally involved and tied into both matches. Judgment Day as well with Cena having some issues with LA Knight, having some issues, everybody has an issue with Judgment Day. Another opportunity chance unfortunate situation that might lead to some overbooking. I hope not. Um this whole, you know, the whole card is is rife with uh, the possibility of overbooking. Each match, you know, there's a lot of multi-person matches. Um, there's only one that isn't. 
Oh my, look at that. Um, Seth versus Shinsuke is the only one-on-one match. We have tag team, uh, we have a triple threat, we have a tag team, and we have a uh, three-on-three. So already a lot of people involved in this this event. Um, I think that WWE is managing their storylines really, really well, and that's what makes me excited for this match, uh, this this card and this match. Um, because there's a lot going on, there you know there's a lot of things that could come out of this, a lot of stories to tell. So that's what excites me, despite the the overbooked feel. Um, in the the Cena Knight versus Bloodline match, um, Solo Sokoa is going to shine, which what I think would be cool coming out of this Solo versus Cena in Saudi Arabia. That would be spectacular. That would put Solo in the you know shoot him to the moon. Um, LA Knight is going to shine. He's going to get lots of opportunities. Cena is going to put him over as the person saving the match and, and you know, being the hero. Knight versus Reigns in Saudi Arabia would be great. Knight gets a match. It makes sense for him to, to lose that match. They could, they could do it in ways, again, that keeps Knight strong. But I don't think that he can be hurt right now. He is um, somewhat untouchable in terms of his booking. The fans just won't let him not be over. He just is. Um, Again, intertwined heavily with the match I just spoke about. Lots of things that could happen. Um, long story short, with all these people that are involved, all the, the people I've mentioned over the past two matches, lots and lots, lots of wrestlers involved. I think it all leads to either a Survivor Series match, which I'd be, I'm less hopeful for. What I want to see is war games. I can't say it like William Regal says it. War games. That would be how this story should go. That should be how this, this mishmash, this, this coming together of so many super, super duper wrestlers, so many stories. Um, I think on one side you would have Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso in the, the war games, uh, um, structure versus Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Sola Sokoa, and Jimmy Uso. I'm sold on that. I think most all fans would be sold on that. I think that that's the only place this could really go if you're going to keep all these people together, all these gentlemen together, all these superstars together. In, an, in a period where, we're, like I said, we're leading into the bigger events, I think that the, the best way to do it is have them be in that, the, the war games and just, man, that's doing it. that would be chaos. That would be mayhem. Like I said, I'm, I'm sold. Um, so... They are my predictions. Um, I don't know if I said in that match that John Cena and LA Knight are going to go over. I think that's probably the most obvious um, uh, prediction. John Cena's not going to lose two big events in a row. LA Knight's not going to lose this because I think he loses against Roman. I do think he goes up against Roman in Saudi Arabia. Um, so this would give that opportunity to, uh, like, you know, end the, end, the, end the event with the, land, the fans leaving happy, which is Vince, Vince always loves to make sure happens. And, and that's what we're going to see. Woo! All right, so uh, uh, Fast Lane tonight, uh, episode one of two this week. My next episode, uh, it'll drop later this week. I will give my reactions to Fast Lane, how things went, what I liked, what I didn't like. I'll also be talking some AEW. I'll also be talking uh, NXT. They have a huge show coming October 10th. Whoa! Big time, uh, you know, Adam Copeland going to AEW. Well, WWE said, okay, this is what's going to happen now. Lots, lots going on. I will talk about that, like I said, next episode, which will drop later this week. Uh, don't forget, like I say, every week, lots of content to find, lots of things that, uh, that I'm sharing. 
across all social media platforms. Check us, check us out, me out, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Like, follow, subscribe, comment, comment, comment. I, I, uh, I did a great, I did a great, um, I posted a TikTok. Who's the bigger signing, Jade Cargill or uh, Adam Copeland for AEW, Jade Cargill for WWE? Who's the bigger signing? Led to a lot of comments, a lot of interactions, a lot of feelings. I'm going to talk about that, like I said, in episode two of this week. Um, so, comment. Lots to talk about if you guys will give me some ideas. Um, all right. So, shout out to John Kiernan. John, you're my guy, my producer, amazing uh, uh, musical artist. He wrote my theme, Into the Fire, featuring Mont Easy. It leads me in. It's going to lead me out. John, thank you. Throw me into the fire that is wrestling podcasts. All right, people. Enjoy. I'll see you later this week.